0: Hey, this is Dave Pryor for projectmanagement.com, and in this podcast, it's all about getting ready for Agile 2017, and today I am joined by two people who are kind of heading up the volunteer effort at Agile 2017. If you go to the conference, you're going to see lots of people walking around in purple shirts, and they're the ones that can help you find whatever you need to find, and uh, Sarah Claridge and Becky Hartman are the two people that are in charge of all the purple shirts. So I'd like to thank you both for taking time out of your day today.
1: Thank, Thank you.
0: you. And before we get into the actual topic of volunteering, could you each explain a little bit about the work that you do outside of the conference?
2: Sure. Uh, this is Sarah. I'm Sarah Claridge. I am an agile coach and consultant working in um, large enterprise transformations. I'm from the Dallas area. This is my fifth year volunteering, and actually I'll be working as the coordinator for my second year along with Becky.
0: Cool. And Becky?
1: I'm Becky Hartman, and I'm a senior Agile coach at Agile Thought in Tampa Bay, Florida. Um, And I've been at the conference for five years, and I've been a volunteer all five years. I was really lucky just to be able to slide in my first year, and that's, that's how I attended the conference for the first time.
0: Cool. All right. Thank you. So, can you talk a little bit about the work that you guys do? Like, how many people get involved? Um, how do people get involved if they want to sign up for stuff like this? And, and what could they expect to do at the conference?
2: The volunteers, um, there's a wait list, but we basically start with the list of interested people. They just email to volunteers at agilalliance.com and then we go through the process. We try to make the team as diverse as possible, um, covering as many locations, companies, occupations, um, cultures as we can. So this year I think we are on five continents. We have representatives of five continents, like 20 of the United States. Uh, it's a remarkable group of people Um, that come from everywhere, but it is the people who will also help the speakers during sessions. They're the venue guides. Probably the most fun we have for the week, at least for me, is the bag packing. So the swag bag that you get, that team will come in early on Sunday and stuff those bags and get them ready. Um, We do the swag handout, as part of registration
0: okay so how many bags are we talking about like how many people come to the conference roughly so this
1: year yeah so last year they turned away people when we hit the 2500 mark um it's grown pretty exponentially over the last couple of years but 2500 is really pretty much the target so a couple more a couple less okay um so we we pack at least 2500 but it's usually more than that and we do it all
0: in one day. That's a that's a lot of work. Um,
1: how, yeah, it is.
0: <laughs> how many volunteers do you have? Like you mentioned there's a wait list, but how many people are actually like on the OK list that, that have made it through?
2: This year is the largest team that we have had, and it will be 66 people plus Becky and I.
0: Wow. OK, so how many... Um, if it's a five day event or four and a half day event, but if you got that Sunday, I guess it's six days. If somebody's going right. to volunteer, how many uh, hours a day are they going to work? Like, can they expect to get to see anything or are they basically just standing in the hall the whole time, giving people directions?
2: No, we volunteer. You are required to volunteer for it's 20 to 22 hours of the conference. Oh. But again, you, if you start on Sunday, we have people that work, you know, 10 hours on Sunday and then do their other 10 early in the week. We have people that just do the evening events. So we do a round robin selection of what shifts you want and what duties you want to do so that everybody has a fairly um, broad opportunity to sign up for what they want. And we juggle that around what you want to see and what you want to make sure that you're available to participate in so that people don't Miss what they came for. Okay. But they're still doing their service because that 22 hours of service basically is what you're doing instead of paying for your conference registration.
0: Okay. So that that was going to be my next question. They get to attend for free, they just have to put in the time.
2: Right. Right. And their travel costs.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, So this, and it's grown a lot. I mean, I always see the people standing in the halls, but you mentioned there's a lot of other stuff that they do, like in terms of helping speakers. Um, what other kinds of things would they be involved with?
1: They could be involved with anything the conference has to offer because if we get the call, whether it's planned or unplanned, the purple shirts go forward. So we do evening events. We help with cleanup. A couple years ago, we had a medical emergency and we prevented, you know, people from walking through, made sure that the way was clear when emergency services came in If there are handouts to be done, we can do those. We fold T-shirts. I mean, anything that could happen at the conference that speakers or organizers or attendees may need, we've probably done it one time or another.
0: Okay.
2: Including putting together those glow... A couple of years ago, they handed out at one of the evening events, these glow stick sunglasses and hats and all of that. Yes, that was a team of volunteers that sat on the floor, putting those together for a couple of hours beforehand. So what are the good
0: parts? Like what are they, (laughs) that sounds kind of awful. Like what do they, what do they win? What do they get out of it? Other than they get to go to the sessions, um... but I mean, do they get to like meet special people or interact in a certain way? What's the? Win I, for that?
2: I, well, I think that one of the biggest things that you get out of it is, it's a phenomenal way to see a team come together and form over that week. At least half of our team, and we've actually gotten to the point where we limit to half of the team coming back as returning volunteers.
0: Oh wow! Because okay. we
2: were getting into a position where the waitlist was growing. And people didn't want to leave the team because you've built friendships and camaraderie with the people that you've been volunteering with for two to five years. Okay. That I think that that's what comes, I think, a sense of service.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, It's truly a group of servant leaders, and we have a lot of people. I, I do it because as a very introverted person, putting that purple shirt on (laughs) gives me the sense of being able to walk up to people and ask if they look lost or they look like they need help. Cause I feel like they expect me to be friendly and talk to people. So where without that shirt, I would just stand in a corner and just kind of look and observe. It makes me interact more. So personally, that's what I get out of it. And Becky, same thing for you, right? Well, but you know,
1: I mean, there are times people could possibly think I'm shy or introverted, (laughs) so none of you have ever seen that. Um, Yeah, for me, it really is an energizing thing, and I have to say that some of my co-coaches here at Agile Thought, we went to a single-day conference here in Florida called Agile Open Florida. It's an open space, and I could see that they were still asking for volunteers so I raised my hand and they told me no I couldn't volunteer and the challenge was could I attend as an attendee and not volunteer to help people the whole time I was there anyway and it was actually a little experiment that we did and I found it to be quite difficult not to like hey somebody's looking around are you looking for the restroom do you like can I help you with something like they get like Becky stops Like being an attendee, like, and it it was really hard for me. So this enables me to maybe, it's like turning the dog loose in the yard, right? I can get all my energy out for a sustained period of time or something. I get, I get super energized by people um, and I probably have experienced the most sincere gratitude for my service at the agile conferences of anywhere I've ever been and volunteered. People are truly grateful, and we get so much positive feedback all week long and sometimes even for weeks afterwards with people talking about us in their, like, retrospective blogs yeah. or posting to Twitter and, you know, giving us their drink tickets that they're leaving early to make sure that no volunteer goes without a drink at the conference party. Like, those kinds of things, that is uh, beyond words, um, you know, Gratifying that's to, me, awesome. to experience that. That's awesome. Yeah. So and I I
2: love it.
0: Sarah, I'm sorry I cut you off. I just uh, I no, felt okay. I, I just wanted to. It seemed like too easy a ball to hit over that direction. Did
2: didn't it? <laughs> I think the only other thing, selfishly, is that it makes it much easier to pack for the conference because I just purple. wear the same <laughs> yeah. thing all day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all day, every day, except
1: this year. Yeah. Spoiler alert: we we will have some purple surprises. And look oh, wow. out for them at the conference. Yeah, all yeah, right. There'll be some
0: surprises. Hopefully, there's jumpsuits involved. Um, I want to I want to ask ask you both to offer some advice. So, I when I first started going to conferences, um, I don't think I, I knew very much about how to manage my time and my energy, and it is something, especially at the Agile conference, that is it's become really important to surviving the week. I think if you're introverted, you have different kinds of issues than if you're extroverted. Can yep. you ladies share some tips about what kind of advice you can offer newcomers to be able to make it through this week with their mind and their soul and their body intact?
1: Yeah. And and I actually had a couple of people reach out to me who are going to be first-time volunteers who are also asking for some insight um, because we kind of describe it to them like, this is is big, like you have no idea. So, you know, let's talk about it a little bit. Um, And the first thing I tell people is, Um, There is a first-time orientation. I would strongly recommend attending that. Um, There are a couple of sessions there um, Sunday and I think also on Monday. Yeah. Um, And then I also recommend that people spend time um, online, um, whether they use the, the schedule online or on their mobile device, and look through and essentially do some research. And I mean, it could be, we're talking 274 sessions this year. I mean, 18 tracks, three keynote talks, it's a lot of information, like strongly recommend people invest the time to look through that. um, And, and like set a goal, like, what is your goal? What do you want to get out of the conference? And I know it sounds like we all hear all that all the time, but if you set a goal, like there are three or four main sessions I'm going to go to and everything else, I'm going to kind of float across tracks or know I want to stay in one track, like set that up, have that conversation with yourself. And especially if you need to bring back to your organization information, Yeah. right? So like pace yourself on the things that are your number one, do your research, mark things off. And then every day of the conference. Start your morning by revisiting your plan for the day. Okay. Because I don't I don't recommend people go to every session every day.
0: Yeah. It's
1: it's so it's so much. I mean, even after the first or second day, people are starting to feel kind of that that brain drain yeah. because you're just absorbing so much through all of your senses. I think you really have to pace yourself. And you need to also remember that. Not all of the value is gained in going to every session. There's value immensely gained in conversation and networking with people from different cultures, different areas, different companies, different thought process, whatever it may be like. To me, that's where the magic is, is in those connections more than anything.
0: Okay. And as as an extrovert, um, are there special things you have to do to kind of care for yourself during the week?
1: Um, I do. I eat. um, I know this sounds funny. I eat a whole lot more at the conference. Okay. Because what will happen is I put out so much energy, it'll deplete for me really fast. Okay. So a lot of water. um, And I know this is not what most people go to a conference for, which is getting enough sleep and limiting alcohol intake. But I have learned (laughs) from some very bad experiences (laughs) that that's what I need to do to be sustainable through the week yeah so i eat a lot more i drink a lot more water less alcohol more sleep
0: okay and sarah what about I you sound like
1: a grandma don't
0: i well you sound like a smart person i have a few of those lessons i have yet to figure out but uh sarah what about you
2: well first of all hey becky watch the grandma comments
1: oh sorry grandma
0: <laughs> are you a grandma I'm sorry
2: I am. Oh,
0: all right. Well, Grandma Sarah, <laughs> what advice do you <laughs> have for thing. the folks?
2: <laughs> Let's not start there. Um, I, I think it's make time, as Becky was saying, make time to mingle, um, visit open space, do those things, even as an introvert, recognizing that I can sit quietly and listen, okay. but I can still... Make one or two connections and really talk to those you know, people and, and gain that um, insight is going to be huge. There are a couple of new areas this year um, that people are going to want to take advantage of and see what's going on Okay, um, mm-hmm. that I'm excited for as well.
0: Do you want to mention what they are?
2: Becky, what's the name now for the coaching um, spots? Ed-
1: yeah, so, Agile Therapy. Um, instead of Agile Therapy. Yes, there yes, you go. And that sounds like it's going to be awesome.
0: Yeah, I think that should be yeah. really cool. So, Chris Lee and, and Paul are working on that. It should be pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, and there's a bunch of other things. So, that's going to be contained in the Agile Alliance Lounge. And they have some other really cool things to provide visibility to Alliance initiatives this year and to just kind of be more atmospheric. And it's a big open room with a lot of area. So that'll be really cool. And I am sure there will be places there where if introverts would like to go and just sit and chill, that's another good down space to be able to observe but not necessarily engage all the time.
2: Okay. But I do challenge myself to at least talk, you know, talk to one or two new people or get to know, which, again, was where the volunteering became helpful. Cause then I, kind of I felt you like that. I had connections yeah. or I had friends right. that I was going to see. Um, but we're, I think the biggest thing too, is to remember that we're all a community. So while you might feel like an outsider or that you don't know people, you can walk up to almost anybody and have a conversation
0: Yeah,
2: because we are we start with a pretty clear base of commonality. Yeah.
0: It is, it is a very open crowd. I find that as somebody who's introverted, I I have to block out time each day to just go and, and, and decide that it's going to be okay if I just go somewhere and sit in a room alone for a while. Otherwise, I just get so burned out that by Wednesday, I can't do anything. Um, but I think missing, everybody's got that fear of missing stuff. I think it's important to make that okay. You're going to miss some stuff. With that many sessions, there's no way you're going to see everything.
2: Yeah, and, and even I, be-
1: the most introverted person in the world, I think <laughs> I have to do that too, right? Yeah. And I make that part of I make that part of my goal every day. I'm going to take you know at least half an hour, and I'm going to go sit by myself. Like I'm, I build that into my goal so that I have given myself permission. Okay. And if it ends up one day not happening, and I still feel okay, well, that's okay. But yeah. If I know I need it, I mean, and Sarah and I do that. Like, hey, I just need a few minutes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, and the other one, you know, covers everything, just so that people can pause.
0: So, so what about in terms of having um, like a wingman at the conference? Do you find that? I mean, do you have someone like that? Do you find that that's helpful? Like somebody that, yeah, that is your absolutely. kind of like go-to protection person for whatever thing? Like, I don't want to interact, or I'm you know out too late, or whatever it is everybody needs a safe space, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, for me, absolutely. Um, there are definitely some uh, volunteer folks through through the five years that I've been there that are, are like that for me. Sarah is definitely one of them. Okay. Um, when I first came into the conference, Spring Melbourne had been a volunteer before me. And so she was my mentor and she's definitely a safe space for me. But I think for me, I have a lot of people I consider friends at the conference that I may only see at the conference yeah. and different different folks fulfill those different things. Like If I want to be wild and crazy, I'm going to go find this group of people. But if I just really want to sit quiet and be like, hey, how's life? How's the fam? Don't want to necessarily talk about anything at the conference. I go find those people.
0: Yeah. So I, it's, it's interesting to me because it took me a long time to figure out like that social game of being at a conference and having your conference crew you know, that you can kind of chill with or do whatever with, and you know that you're in an okay place. But it seems like with a lot of conferences have shifted and they have the code of conduct and that's become a much more important thing in events like this. I find that
2: yep. knowing that
0: I have that group makes it feel a lot more okay to be at an event like this. Yeah,
2: I um, agree. Sarah, what do you think? Yeah, I do. And I, I, again, that's, I think that's the other advantage to the team is we give that to each other. It's amazing to see those guys come together and say, hey, I I signed up for this, but I just can't do it. Will you swap with me and cover for each other and do those things? So we've gotten that built in that's really nice, and it's critical to making the conference a success for not only all of the attendees, but for the volunteer team itself.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, do either of you have like a, a can't miss, like if you're coming and it's your first time, you have to absolutely go see this.
1: For me, my first couple of years, I made sure I never missed a keynote because, it, because when there was a keynote, it kind of set a bit of the mood for the conference, at least the early part of the day. Okay. And I wanted the context. So I always went to the keynote. Um, and then for me, especially when I was really new to Agile, Seeing at least one or two of the Star was good for me. It helped me kind of connect to other things. Like it was like 101 and background and history that led me into other topics. Okay. But beyond that, for me, I, I really tried to be, um, I, I tried to apply open space rules very honestly. Like let it be okay if you go and it's full move on yeah you'll find value somewhere else like i really just tried okay. to be zen about it like okay. it'll be all right i'm gonna get some knowledge here so
0: yeah all right cool and Sarah.
2: gosh that's such a hard question what would i not want to miss
0: or like if it was my first if it's my first time is there anything you're, like you have to go see like i always say you have to go see ron and chet like they're the best part of, there's they're always hysterical you have to go <laughs> see them pop
2: uh, yeah. Um. I guess it's a Lisa Adkins session then, because hers are always amazing. Yeah. And I think it's the the at least at least one of the evening events, and it doesn't matter which one, but pick okay. one and go and experience everybody hanging out and in a different setting yeah. than they are during the day.
0: Okay. Cool this was great. I really appreciate you both taking time to do this. And so people, if they, obviously they can just ask anybody in a purple shirt, um, when they're there to, to to find you guys, but what if they want to get on the wait list? Like, is there, is there any chance if somebody signed up for the wait list today that they would make it?
2: Um, it's fairly slim at this point. We, we still have about 40 people on the wait list. Wow. Um, but, that being said, some of those forty, if it's a week before the conference, yeah, won't be able to do it. Okay. So never say never. Um, and if you're coming from far away or an international person, we try to give them, you know, the ability to get to attend, recognizing that their travel is already more expensive. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. I wouldn't say no, but I would email the volunteers at Avital Alliance, and then we'll. We'll get the process started. Cool. And we have people now that are saying, hey, I, even if I don't get on this year, can you put me on the wait list for 2018?
0: Okay. Which is
2: yep. amazing to see people are already, hey, yeah. hey, count me in for next year. Cool.
0: Okay. Great. Thank you very much for doing this. I really appreciate it. And I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Okay. Thank Thanks. Dave. We'll cool. see you at Thanks. the conference.